This is the Blatcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. Here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blatcast. We are here not to bury Loki, but to celebrate him. And uh, we are going to honor season two of Loki. As always, I'm Christian Blatt, joined by Nate Miller. Hello. And uh, our our favorite Brooklyn boy, the one and only David Brody. Greetings, everyone. And Delaware's finest, the person from Delaware to achieve the highest office in all the land, Eric Connor. Thank you for being here. Uh, It is with glorious purpose I am here. Thank you. That's right. Tax-free glorious purpose, just to bring it back to good old Delaware. So for people who haven't caught our show on Geekscape, let's just spend a moment very quickly. We'll go round robin, as it were, and just get people's thoughts on the season heading into the finale. And then we're going to spend most of the show on the finale. I'll start with you, Nate. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Really good storytelling, like wrapping everything up together. Um, the imagery this episode was beautiful and like even the whole season as a whole just like this show has really great art direction and a sense of style um and you can really feel it in every aspect so i i really i I had the bar set pretty high because i really enjoyed last season it was my favorite of the marvel shows and i think this one like each episode the pacing was great um i just i really liked it the bar was high and i was not disappointed at all yeah, I, I, I agree with uh, basically everything that you said. I really enjoyed the first season. I was excited that we were going to get more, but honestly expected uh, some level of disappointment. David Brody, heading into last night's finale, uh, what were your thoughts and uh, how do you feel about this season two as a whole? Well, I love the, the first five episodes. Uh, again, visually stunning. The acting was great. The plot kept me guessing as to how they were going to end it. I had no idea how it was going to end exactly, and I I was very, very happy with the way it ended for all concerned, although I would like like clarity on what the next step is for that character. Hopefully, we'll see. I I hope he doesn't remain there forever because he's too good, but I, I loved it. Really enjoyed the season. And uh, Mr. Conner, your thoughts on uh, season two as a whole before we dive in specifically to episode six. Sure, not not to use a word that might trigger us, but uh, to echo the sentiment of what oh. y'all said. Um, it, it, this show, I think, really shows its reason for being. And, and I think, you know, we, we've had uh, some run-ins with the multiverse uh, to varying levels of success, right, between Ant-Man and uh, Doctor Strange. Um, but, but I think this is the one that emotionally keeps us the most keyed in. Um, Though I, I I did find some some of the finale sort of twisted my head in knots, but but I feel like they were always so strongly rooted in character and world, um, even as the rules of the world got a little bit funky. But the design, the style, that music—I know we've talked about the music a bit before. Sure, yeah. But my God, how great that music is! Like one of the most interesting scores on TV that I've been hearing over the last couple of years. So. I think Loki repeatedly shows how this is the one of all their shows that just might be the cut above. Like it, it, it's, it's cinematic. It's smart. The acting is absolutely terrific. And uh, I, I would miss Loki as well. I, David, I think you said that, like, I hope Loki's not trapped there forever. Cause I, yeah. I, I, I do want more. 
and, and particularly because I know how Michael reacts, which only adds to the pleasure, as we all know. Well, unlike Beetlejuice, you only have to say his name once for him to materialize. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dark Prince of the MCU, Michael X. Shirley. Cheers, Michael everyone. Cheers. Has a little uh, early morning. <laughs> I don't know if that's a mimosa. <laughs> I, I was, it was so on. Wait, is he drinking? I mean, you, you see him. He's got something. <laughs> I'll point out that it's noon where he is. So uh, it's absolutely noon somewhere. <laughs> this is a uh, time for you to celebrate. Uh, we've uh, lost our friend uh, David Brody for a moment. So we, we won't play America's favorite game for people that are just joining us for this installment, hearing it for the first time. Uh, we do play a weekly game on this show. What did Michael like? Because uh, Michael uh, does not enjoy the show, does not enjoy the uh, Loki portrayal by Tom Hiddleston. Uh, But today is a new day for you, Michael Shirley. Today is the day for your glorious purpose. I know. I'm wearing satin for Eric. I know how much he loves me in satin. Hey, listen. Well, look, my eyes—it's a treat for the eyes and the touch. So, thank you, you are that. you are our knight in white satin. Uh, so, uh, I appreciate that. It's not white satin; it's purple satin. But uh, Daniel Drew is uh, black. Very much, yes. You get your eyes uh, checked. Well, uh, well, you're uh, you're our Dane Whitman, the Black Knight in black satin. That's that's who you are. Uh, in any case, um, Michael. I don't. We don't want to play the game without Mr. Brody, but uh, no. Just your overall feeling. So you have mm. seen I guess, twelve episodes of Loki over two seasons, and uh, we'll we'll go into it. My expectation is that there will be no more episodes of Loki. Nah. Uh, would, would you feel like this is the definition of it was a good day for you, Michael? Yeah, 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 yeah. Saying goodbye to all the little people. Even Miss Minutes? The littlest of the people. Yeah, but the, look how happy she is right there on uh, on Eric's screen. I actually grew to hate her. And that I, stupid, like, like yoki-doki <laughs> accent of hers. I really thought you were going to like her more when we found out uh-uh. in your episode how much she enjoyed watching people be tortured. I just really, uh. I felt like a kinship for the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, let's uh, let's go into the specifics, Nate. You kind of touched on it when we did the overview on this entire second season of Loki. What did you feel personally were the things that, uh, you know, that really made this a, a, a fitting finale for, you know, this variant of Loki who, you know, I mean, look, they're talking about, uh, you know, they're having high level meetings at, at uh, Marvel Studios about bringing all the original Avengers back. So just like comic books. Nobody is ever gone forever if they don't, you know, if the check is right. But I feel like we wouldn't see him for a while. So what do you feel, Nate, about this this ending for at least this iteration of the character of Loki? Um, I, I thought it was great. I thought it, it really this season, the, the, this show with the first season and this season, like really, in, in my opinion, really captures the um comic book storytelling feel like partly in terms of the pace of the six episode you know parallel to the six issue kind of a thing um and i think being able to tie it all together um especially in a storytelling 
or I'm sorry, a time traveling story, um, especially one with so many different layers, <laughs> different variants, so to speak, of time travel. Um, I think it's really hard to land those endings and make them feel um, satisfying. And especially when you have a world, you know, a multiverse that has lots of other things that have to interact with that multiverse. Um, so having the decision to make this variant of Loki, because we, I'm, I'm sure that we will see Loki again. It's just, it's, it won't be this Loki. Um, having him like form Yggdrasil from like the strands of dead time, like that was just so epic. It was so cool. And like, it totally makes sense. Not at all the direction that I thought they were going to go in. Um, but I'm glad that they didn't because now we don't have to have 8 million videos about how the timeline, how this plot hole works, how this, you know, none, none, none of that. All of the stuff that we know before and all of the stuff that comes after is all contained within that, uh, you know, world tree, so to speak, of timelines. And so everything makes sense now there is no you know well what about this one is pruned and is this on the sacred timeline and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. And, and i like the concept that like even even outside of it, it really helps make loki be a self-contained story that still affects the outside world but yeah. all of everything we saw of the sacred timeline the pruning pruning all of that stuff only happens within the context of the loki show the sacred timeline that we saw Outside of that, everything else that we have seen is stuff that's on, you know, the this timeline that he has now kind of like resurrected and holding all these branches. In. So just from a writing perspective, I thought it was really cool. Um, and again, like the characters, like when we first meet him in this show and Mobius is talking to him about how like your whole purpose is to fail so that other people can be who they need to be like tell their stories right. or whatever right and like this is an excellent encapsulation of allowing him to fulfill that destiny and fulfill that get on that throne that he wanted to and have that power but also it, it's it's both sides of the coin of that he has to then sacrifice himself in order to give everybody else literally everyone in all existence and time um, an opportunity to like be themselves and live their lives and stuff. So I just thought that was awesome. And yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that uh, it's not the way that it looked like it was shaping up, you know, I mean, they really sort of embrace this concept of what he says in the first episode, his glorious purpose. And it's interesting because there's, we, I just mentioned there's 12 episodes of the show over two seasons, but they do a thing that you will see more often for shows that are on for much longer, you know, where he's jumping around at earlier episodes, uh, literally reminding me of the finale of Quantum Leap. You know, he's like showing up in earlier episodes. He shows up in like the first scene in the first episode of Loki and he's, you know, just sort of touching in and touching base with that Mobius, you know, and I thought it was interesting to sort of bring it all together in a way that isn't what I was expecting. I I think that uh, somebody in in the chat, I believe it was uh, it was uh, it was Craig Craig checking in from across the pond. Uh, he was laughing to the time skipping montage. Uh, huh. This this is like the the Marvel content that. Uh, feels uh, the the because of how much it deals with time travel and timelines and things 
it, it, it has a lot of moments that included that feel like it's something you would see on on Doctor Who. The idea that he spent centuries learning what he needed to know, and he tried it time and time again, and it still didn't work. Uh, I I just expected that he was the realization that he who remains had is what I was having as I was watching it last night. Oh, he's going to have to kill Sylvie. It's just that simple. But then he figured out a way around it. So uh, I was definitely a little bit uh, surprised by that. Uh, and our visual audience is seeing, uh, you said it so nicely, Nate. Why don't you say uh, Yggdrasil's name? How did you say it? Yeah, Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil, all right. because throwing continents yeah, at a which, wall there. I don't know. Cheers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put a screenshot to that on my phone for the next time I play Scrabble because uh, I feel <laughs> like uh, th those letters <laughs> might, might show up on the board. But uh, Eric, I do want to ask you sort of what you thought about the way that it was tied together and how that meshes with, you know, as you were watching where you thought it was going. And of course, if I'm going to go to Eric Connor, I will use a graphic that he sent me, which was the uh, Loki <laughs> die repeat, which is definitely what this felt like. What was the actual name of that movie uh, in the U.S.? It, it was Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on All You Need Is Kill, and then yeah. they rebranded it Loki, li Live, Die, Repeat in the middle of its run. <laughs> right. Brilliant. Yeah, and I can, I, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, your thoughts as you're watching Loki die repeat, um, what, what were you thinking? Well, to quote a, another show, True Detective, is a time is a flat circle. So it, even the visual you have behind that of all of them <clears> on the clock. But yes. th there was so much about a circle here, which I thought was kind of great. And and they definitely had the sort of fun and games of it, right? And how many times we we heard uh, uh, Victor die. And they were like, <laughs> how many different ways can we film it? It's like, yeah. you just got to go a little faster than... And, and that great... <laughs> horrible sound effect of his yeah. death is they kept reusing it uh, and and i think it was also fun too because you had um ob's um uh he 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 spent a year and a half and it ruined his marriage to uh to build the his version of the machine you know but then it's it's kind of like look i will hold my drink i'm gonna do a couple centuries worth of homework here uh so definitely uh you know they owe a debt of gratitude to live die repeat to Groundhog Day, and, and yet they very much made it Loki style. Um, yeah. Him and Sylvie trying to, you know, battle He Who Remains, and the various ways they had her kill him, and we just <laughs> kept hearing, uh, "I'll see you soon." Um, <laughs> and, and and by the way, Tom Hiddleston, uh, I, I, you know, I know I'm speaking for Michael here as well. Uh, so <laughs> terrific in this, and because this is a concept that could have gotten really old really fast in this episode. Mm. But his <laughs> his shadings of performance, I thought, was the thing that really just nailed it, you know. And he, as the episode went on, I mean, this was I, I never necessarily thought of him as being kind of Emmy worthy with this show, just because he's very good in it, but it's not necessarily next level. But with this episode, I'm like suddenly rethinking that because I thought he brought so much to this. I mean, when you think about all the things he had to do and how complicated that is as an actor, they're shooting this thing out of sequence. You know, you're doing multiple takes. It, it, it's like trying to keep it all straight. And yet he was the thing that kept this thing consistent and and made it emotionally um, available for us as, as an audience. The, the one touch that I that I enjoyed was uh, if you notice after he's, you know, 
centuries later and all of that, just how dirty his shirt is at that point. So, yeah. uh, you know, I thought that uh, it was very interesting to see that even, you know, you can do that. I thought that, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't know if we're allowed to give credit to Jonathan Majors these days, but uh, just looking at in terms of the <laughs> performance, we have him yeah. dying many times as you're talking about as Victor Timely. We have him reprising He Who Remains making fun of Victor Timely, by the way, which I thought was a nice touch, but yeah. just the, Oh, you don't know how to, how to pause time yet. Oh, interesting. And just sort of like, you know, the very, like, you know, it's all going according to his plan, uh, except for the fact that Loki doesn't have to choose to kill Sylvie. So that version of he, you know, the, he who remains uh, <clears throat> actually does get killed. Uh, Mr. Brody, as, uh, as, as we sort of, break down a lot of what we saw in the episode six finale. I uh, want to know what you thought. Well, I, I loved it. I, the ending was not what I expected. I thought he was going to kill Sylvie. Although I feel like if Sylvie was a man who looked like him, he would have killed him. I think he saw something sympathetic in her eyes. He clearly has some feelings for her. And I, I think, you know, universe be damned. I think he would have killed her had he, had he, she not been, who she is. Uh, but he who remains was fantastic. Uh, he kept dying. Although you still feel, I mean, I guess you forget the pain of dying over and over again, because I would feel like he would remember it, but I guess he doesn't remember getting killed over and over and over again. Um, the scene did remind me of the Dr. Strange Dormammu scene where he keeps right. coming back. I'm here to bargain. You know, I'm Dr. Strange. You're, you know, I'm here to bargain that over and over and over again until you wear it down, but he wasn't going to wear down. He who remains the way, Dormammu eventually gave in. So I, I did like that. He realized he wasn't going to beat him with his rules and he had to make his own rule. I liked that a lot. I did. Yeah, no, I, I think mm. that, uh, I, that look, I, I think that I can definitely enjoy a, a show, a movie, a book, a comic where I'm in the middle and I'm like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. And then that is what happens. But when they manage to pull the rug out from under you and do something completely different, uh, I, I will always uh, welcome that change. And uh, I thought it was very interesting to see, you know, him sort of uh, going around and figuring out how to do it. But uh, <laughs> but, but he, even when, take, he, when he talked take, well, just it taking sen more than centuries for him to figure it out. What yeah, were you yeah. going to say, David? Sorry. Even when he went back in time to talk to Mobius on day one. Yeah. And Mobius yep. tells the story of you can't flinch. You you have to do the hard thing. And he says, thank you. You know, you can't. It's the universe versus your feelings, right? At that point, I thought, absolutely, he's killing Sylvie, right? He got yeah. the pep 100%. Off. Yeah. Right. They really made it look like he has no choice now. And now at least you've seen an explanation, a justification. He's going to kill her. And then he, it, it, I was really on board for the killing right up until the fact he didn't. Yeah. So I think Christian, could I? I was going to add one thing to what David said too. You no, you filled your quota for talking. I want. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll. You know what? I'll let you say it. Go ahead. Eric. I, I have my Loki sauce. I don't need any of you bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. David, you brought up uh, uh, Doctor Strange, which I, I, I still think that's one of the best Marvel movies. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. You're and, talking about the and, first one. First one, of course. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I was keeping my emotions uh, beneath the surface before no, 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 uh, no. I, 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 they exploded. Yes, the first one is very good. That's yes. a strange one all day long. And, and I think in both cases, too, beyond just like it's a kind of a, you know, a smart, inventive way to play with time and play with a narrative to be ahead of the audience as well. 
but I think emotionally, the fact that both characters got there, you know, one of the great things about Dr. Strange, it's a story about faith and uh, you don't really get that much unless it's like a super, you know, kind of religious film that. Yeah. Unless unless Kirk Cameron's in it. Yes. Right, 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 right. The, you know, uh, the mark of quality in any film is having Kirk Cameron in it, of course. Uh, And then in this case here, not so about faith, but it's about, um, this incredibly wounded, you know, creature discovering humanity. So a couple episodes ago, or was it one episode ago when he's like, I want to save my friends, but then realizing to do that, the sacrifice he has to make isn't about silly, about himself and becoming in essence, like a, yes, a big tree or a new version of the beyonder. But really, I, I think the fact that we bought into his transformation, his arc, I think that was the neatest trick of this whole series. Cause that's, definitely missing in a lot of the other shows is the idea of a season of TV should be a character transforming. Right. I, uh, no, I think that, uh, it, it, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot more to think about it than I thought there was going to be, you know, if he'd had to make the hard decision to just kill Sylvie, I feel like it would be a little bit more cut and dried. Well, uh, for our regular audience, uh, I think it's time for America's favorite game show. I honestly feel like this is a very easy version of this, but uh, perhaps (laughs) we're going to be a little bit more surprised by this week's installment of what did Michael X Shirley like in Loki? Uh, We'll go, we'll go down. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, our visual audience gets to, gets to really see the graphic as we go through, but, uh, I'm going to say that uh, the very end where he's basically dead and has turned into a tree, that is just the sense of that's the finish line. That's when you know it's over. You're done. I feel like that is the moment that Michael liked. Nate Miller, if you had to isolate something, what do you think it would be for Michael? Well, because I do think that Michael has some sliver of a human soul. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that it was there's there's that shot at the end where Mobius has gone back to like see what his life on the timeline looked like. Yes. And it just kind of holds on him and zooms in very slowly for a while. And it's very out of place for the kind of cinematic feel they've been going for very much i don't know exactly why it reminded me of some 70s movie that i can't remember um but i think that shot of him like seeing his family and just kind of standing there and talking with sylvia i thought that michael you know hopefully (laughs) derived some joy from that moment well uh the the notion that michael shirley uh has a soul is the hottest take of uh, all the hot (laughs) takes here on the show and just to reset the bit for those that maybe aren't familiar, uh, <clears throat> Michael, again, uh, hates Tom Hiddleston, hates Loki, mm-hmm. the character, does not enjoy this show. So Tom we're going through character. trying doesn't, to... Doesn't like most uh, of us. No, no, I mean this version of the character. Yes, you like the comic book version. Uh, and, uh, and, and I believe, Michael, you're on record that you do like Alligator Loki? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. My okay. very favorite Loki. All right, that's that. That is not a hot take. I appreciate that, Eric. No hair to flip. What do you think, Eric? Uh, I apologize that I can't add something more original to this discussion, but I would agree with you, Christian. I think, yep. and, and real specifically, not just him becoming a tree uh, with a lot of consonants, uh, but rather <laughs> the moment where he's silent 
and oh. he's alone and yeah. he's not talking and he's got <laughs> horns on his head so you can't see his hair i feel like that is <laughs> as close to happiness I, as michael's going to get in the loki I, world I, I i think you you might have uh you, you might have sort of taken my idea and uh boosted it up over the fence and uh, gotten us home with it david brody your thoughts on what michael might have liked in the loki season two finale a lot of pressure. Last time we're playing this game with Loki, I'm the last one to go, and I haven't gotten one right yet. So, <laughs> no one has. Uh, we never so, have. We, right, so none of us have ever gotten it right, yes. <laughs> only came close. My second choice was Miss Minutes going black and white, and I didn't say it. Yep. So knowing that Michael hates Loki in this iteration, I'm going to say when the screen said that Loki now had to waste centuries of his life. It's <laughs> a great point. Because because that's to learn like how to be a physicist, you know, and, and that, OB's knowledge. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I mean, Michael, you've wasted time watching Tom Hiddleston as Loki and it might feel like centuries, but it's not actual centuries. So, look, I think all of these are uh, a good guess. I appreciate the fact that Nate took a more optimistic approach. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know how broken uh, our, our, our Michael is, but uh, so uh, let's. Let's uh, let's let the uh, the flirkin out of the bag, Michael. Uh, who or what was your moment uh, in this finale of Loki? Well, I I absolutely like hated all of it, you know. <laughs> so this episode was very heavy on Loki, very heavy on repeating things. Yes. Which really, 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 really got to me. There's a point where I just didn't know if I could take it all happening over and over again. And I know and understand why everyone would think that my favorite part would be him being stuck as a tree. But I could just tell... This is not the last thing we're going to see from him. He's probably going to be the key to stopping Kang, in my opinion. Uh -huh. So I feel like he's going to get a comeback. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So my favorite choice for this episode has been my second choice. It's been on the back burner in case I couldn't find a first choice for every one of these episodes. My favorite part of this episode was Sylvie's wig. Long live rock and roll. <laughs> You know what? So, Nate, you didn't pick the right thing, but you did pick something. You were right that it was something positive. And uh, Sylvie having a good wig, uh, you know, I mean, let's let's never discredit the importance of having a good wig. Uh, I'm going to have to admit that I'm going to miss this game. The uh, what did Michael <laughs> like about Loki game? It's uh you know, it's it, it's it's no it's no to catch an alien, but it is it is way up there. And uh, I'm having uh, I, I'm already having withdrawals more from this than uh, actually the show itself. So um, were there moments other than the admiration of Sylvie's wig where you were in any way, Michael, compelled by the story, in, enjoying the story? Or was it all just watching your own Miss Minutes wristwatch? to know when mm -hmm. the, the show was going to be over. Like, okay, now there's 56 minutes left. Uh, I did stop in the middle and I was like, oh my God, it's an hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if 
if Kevin Feige promised me that this was the last we saw of him, I would say the point when he is like building this like world tree. I thought that him saying nothing and you could like like reading his expression, it kind of gave me comic book vibes, like this kind of noble yet mischievous creature. Um, I thought that scene was was well done, but I felt like it was like a red herring. Like this isn't this isn't really the way it is, you know. Like right. I, I think that Kang is and him are going to be coming together again well to michael's point in the chat uh solomon hembrun says uh, loki is now more powerful than kang because he's asked it as a question uh, so is loki more powerful than kang because he can control time without the tempad uh i think that he's not more powerful than kang because of how long kang has been at this however i do agree with the notion that we would be very likely to see him again because if there's anyone who understands Kang and understands what might work to try to beat him. It, uh, it might be this version of Loki, uh, but I'll ask each of you what you think. What do you think, uh, Nate? Do you think one will see this Loki again? And uh, will it be because he might very well be able to at least mount an assault on Kang, whether or not he would actually uh, be able to win? That's not the point. Uh, no. I don't think so at all. I don't think we're going to see this other Loki outside of maybe a reference um, in the movies, but specifically mm -hmm. since they have been making an effort to keep them separate, I think having him appear in his garb from this show, carrying a bunch of green vines, people in the theaters are going to be like, what is happening? Um, yeah. So I, I do think we will see Loki, but I think it is a very important distinction, as was lined out in the first season, that this is not the Loki that we know. This is the Loki right, that correct. we pulled out post the first Avengers movie um, and didn't experience all the other stuff with Thanos and all that later. Um, that Loki is dead, but may come back because he is a god. Um, so I, I think we will see that Loki, and I don't think he's going to know anything about this. Um, I really feel like this is more. This is the this is building the mythology of the Marvel universe. This is the like, at least from my reading, is he's he's literally holding the strands of time together. Like he can't right. leave. If he leaves, then the whole point of him sacrificing himself in his existence for everyone else is kind of moot. Um, yeah. And especially in terms of like power levels i would definitely assume he's got more power than kang right now um but the 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 powerful thing about kang is not his individual power it's that every iteration of him across the multiverse in different timelines um has this lust for more power and uses their you know technology advancements whatever in their universe um to become that like multi Versal timeline threat, right? Like it's the the damage that comes from the timeline is from the Kangs battling themselves, not right. from them battling some outside force. Um, well, and and uh, well, not Kang, but he who remains even mentions it in this episode to Loki is that there there's too many of me, and and the idea that he would be able to get them all, it's like no, no, that's that's not the way it works. Uh, our pal Cammy Egan in the chat, I enjoyed this season way more than the first. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Cammy Egan. Uh, Eric, your thoughts sort of on the, the future of Loki, specifically this Loki, when and where, if we might see him again. 
yeah, to your point, like if <clears throat> we suddenly had a moment where we go and there's Loki as this tree man holding a bunch of vines, people in the theater will you, you'll hear a collective what the fuck's going on here so <laughs> i, I yeah. and considering that right they explained away an entire season of wandavision with one throwaway line in dr strange 2 the chances of this loki showing up are pretty small chances of loki coming back however not so small if any character can sort of survive these various incarnations multiverses and questionable marvel uh, creative choices it's loki um, and if for no other reason, again, because part of what's keeping Marvel going right now is Michael Shirley's rage. So that at the center of it, they don't want to mess that up. Uh, I, I, and by the way, I like how they sort of set up now the TVA is going after Kangs. I think that might be something they could work in without too much explanation. The idea of like Kangs are out there and there's some kind of higher power trying to stop them. I, I think that you could actually work in without much difficulty, but... Yeah, I agree. This this version of Loki, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have a flyby real quick and they'll wave, and that's about it. Because <laughs> otherwise, it, it's just too much to unpack for a Well, film. but before I go to you, David, uh, Cammy Egan is pointing out season two was confirmed right after the season one finale. Yeah. Season three has not been announced. Do you think we'll get one? Uh, she says within the next year or two, I don't think there'll be another season of the show. I think if we see him again, uh, it would uh, be most likely another Loki and definitely in a different setting. Uh, Daniel Drew agrees with me. That's how I know I'm right. Uh, he doesn't think they will if they have more story to tell. Uh, but even uh, Daniel doesn't think they need another season. Uh, your thoughts, uh, David, on on the future of uh, of the Prince of Lies, the God of Mischief, if you will. Well, I wanted to add to what Eric said about how they're monitoring Kangs. They made a reference to Quantumania. When they went to Mobius and he right, said, right. yeah, there's a little bit of side action in 616, which I guess they meant the, you know, the microverse. Well, I forget what it was called. Uh, but they referenced the Kang we saw fighting Ant-Man and then yeah. he dismissed it as hey, he started a little trouble, but he's, you know, he's taken care of because I guess that Kang is dead for all we know. Um, yeah. And then you had Renslayer, who I, we have to assume trains Eliath like the loop is going to start again because she sees Eliath. We don't see Eliath, but we're reminded that she somehow tames Eliath. So this cycle is going to repeat itself again eventually. But since, uh, and, and in a recent article, Hiddleston said the ultimate goal for Marvel is to get the brothers back together for Loki and Thor to get back together. So I don't think this Thor, this Loki may get back, but maybe since he can adjust time, maybe he saves his future Loki that he saw die. Maybe he finds a way to save him or take his place and die, but I, I don't think this Loki will be seen again, which I think was the original question. Let me ask you specifically, David, because uh, this was something you brought up in a past episode. Do, do we have the resolution on the version of Loki that Loki pruned, which would have, is that who he sent to the end of time with he who remains? Did we see that? Is, is that, is that answered satisfactorily? Uh, obviously, Michael, you wouldn't be satisfied. But what does what does the rest of the class think? You seem to think that uh, Nate. It looked like you were nodding your head, or uh, perhaps I'm I'm mistaken. Do you feel like we've we've gotten the resolution on that version of Loki that got pruned in an earlier episode? Yeah. Um, from my understanding, that was he, he had to get pruned to stop time slipping. Right. So okay. that was. 
from earlier in the season. Um, as to where he went, I, I think he just that was what we saw last episode where he was like in the TVA alone. Okay. And it was right. like either after everyone had like started dissolving or something like that. I, I, I'm, that's how I interpreted it is that that's, that's part of the reason why remember like uh, he, who remains says in this episode that he intentionally caused Loki to be unstuck in time. Um, right. So I think that the pruning was relevant for him to be, there again at the end of time when everything is dissolving and the loop is about to kind of start again. Um, yeah, I interesting. Would Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, you're, you're yeah. Good. So interestingly enough, the uh, comment that I want uh, from the chat is uh, actually from Nate, and uh, I like his uh, on-screen avatar so much that uh, I wanted to have a. <laughs> you're making the point that, uh, and and Ivan Soto seems to feel otherwise. That uh, he who remain, uh, I, I agree with you. He did not lose. He uh, we're exactly where we were at the end of the first season, where he knows what's next. He's not worried about any of it. So this iteration of him dying, or at least there being an end to its existence, but in a way that we probably don't even understand. Uh, I, I think that uh, yeah, this is all going uh, according to maybe not the sacred timeline, but it's going perfectly for the plan that Kang has. Uh, uh, Eric or David, do you, uh, how do you feel about uh, where Kang slash he who remains is at the end of season two? Is, is, is this basically uh, exactly what uh, he was expecting? Yeah, because the multi, the multiversal war has to happen. He needs to win the multiversal war Right. If the if the loom isn't destroyed, there's no multiversal war for him to win and then become he who remains. That's why I said Renslayer is in a perfect position now to train Elioth to help he who remains win when there's one secret, you know, when the Kang dynasty happens. So he's just going to end up and the TVA is going to have to start again, prune the timelines. Loki will have to win again, but it's only a temporary win because ultimately he who remains, it's like, remember this Star Trek episode where Spock loses his, his wife to the other guy and she says, um, if you won the fight, you wouldn't want me and I would have Stan. And then if he won, I would have Stan. And I think that's what this is about. If he who remains gets him not to destroy the loom, he who remains wins. And if he destroys the loom, ultimately, he who remains wins. So there's no end to this loop because it's going to keep happening. It can't not happen because the Kangs are going to have mm. a war again. And the only way to stop it was to kill Renslayer. And they didn't because had you killed Renslayer, a different Kang would have won possibly. Uh, David, I think I have to remind you that uh, Star Trek is for nerds, uh, but, oh, yeah. Yeah. but I know exactly, what, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, okay. yeah, it's, it's, thank it's, you, nerd. It's absolutely right. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of nerds, Eric, uh, your sort of your <laughs> thoughts on uh, where this all plays out in in the master plan of uh, of all the Kangs, the Council of Kangs, yeah. the, the dynasty of the Kangs. Well, let's make no mistake. The most important character in this whole story wasn't in the story, and that's Jonathan Major's attorney. Because right now, <laughs> Disney is holding on by their fingernails when it comes to what they're going to do with him. And so I think that, it, it, ironically, is like so much of this is not even about the control of these writers and the directors and the, you know, Kevin Feige, but but really just like 
what's going to happen with Jonathan Majors? That's going to change a lot of this, I think, potentially. Yeah, I, I, but look, I think that either they recast or they figure out a way. Uh, to they, I, it, I, it, I, I know, I know how you feel about recasting, Michael, but I think that no, the, they'll, they'll put stories. Put Terrence Howard in the role. Oh, yeah. And, and then it's a perfect okay, circle. Fine. That's right. Actually, yeah, you weren't here last week, <laughs> Michael. That was the solution, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, David, was that either you or I guess Andy Smith? I think that was you, David, right? You said that they yeah. should replace Jonathan Majors as with a Terrence Howard. with Terrence Howard. With Terrence that, Howard, yeah. But then he yeah. could be he who, who he who's renamed. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 I, but, but I think him as he who remains. He was trapped in there. I mean, I never yeah. got that sense that he who remains was like his goal. Um, I, I think quite the opposite. I mean, I mean, one of the great things about his performance when we first met him is he's he's unhinged. He seemed like a guy who'd been trapped there for multiple millennia, you know. Yeah. And so I think, like, yeah, this this basically was the reset button he needed. He's he's now you know free and gaining some steam to really cause some major havoc everywhere. But um, so I, I think, you know, he's always been 12 steps ahead. So the idea this all played out, you know, thinking back to Dr. Strange with holding up the one finger to Iron Man when he was about to <clears throat> basically sacrifice himself. I think Kang did exactly what he wanted. He, he got this all thing to play out. I think he, he knew that Loki was going to go sort of take care of feed the tree to quote belly, which I never get to do. And, and so now nerd. Like, yeah, I'm that nerd. Um, <laughs> I, I might not be able to quote star Trek like y'all, but nineties uh, all girl rock. Yeah. I'm all over. So anywho, I yeah. think uh, well, Eric, Kang's, er, Kang's Eric doing... still has a picture of Kennedy up on his wall from alternative nation. Version, but don't make me bring Yeah, that took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> you have tank girl over there somewhere i i know oh, i've seen you hold it up before uh but yeah no i i think that uh i think that that iteration uh you know so he who remains to ivan soto's point no he who remains does not win per se but kang is going to win and he who remains knows his role in the grand scheme of things. And he knows what's coming. He knows what's going to happen. He's arguably, depending on how you perceive the way that they have the flow of time, he's already lived through all of it. Like he knows what's going to happen. And this is literally he who remains is him at the end of it. But uh, just back to the earlier point is I don't, I don't think that the, obviously Jonathan majors is a real world problem for Marvel and Disney, but I don't know how much it changes the direction the story goes. It's just going to change possibly what he looks like, you know, uh, and hmm. it might open up the door to him looking like other people. Uh, and it could all, you know, multiple people or to the point for Michael. David had to well. go take a shit or something. No, 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 no. Like kind of hunkered away. No, no, he he does that on camera. He, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe. I don't want to speak for all of you, but let's just say uh, some of us uh, get the opportunity uh, to do that uh, while we're uh, doing the show. You know, yeah. No one, uh, no one has any idea. Christian's sitting on a toilet right now. Yeah, no, well, it's, no it's a bucket. I, it's uh, why he's nomad landing it. That sort of bucket like, reference yeah. is really old, and I love that Eric threw it in there. I don't, I don't even know. Nomad if I get land. It. 
Oh, Nomadland. Yes, oh. You do. Yes, I did. I know. We talked so much about that. We did. <laughs> I blocked it from my memory. Michael, I know yeah. we've spent time talking about how you uh, don't enjoy this show. Yeah. If there, there's no third option, there are only two options. Mm. If you had to rewatch a season of Loki or rewatch Secret Invasion, there's no, there's only those two options. What Suicide is not an option. <laughs> so, what would you do? Was this worse for you than watching Secret Invasion? I think it's an important question. I mean, do you mean watching one season? Well, let's Loki just say you're. Let's say it's the Invasion same number of episodes. So only, of yeah. So only one season of that. Basically, if you had to go and rewatch one of them, and it was one season of Loki or one the entirety of Secret Invasion, how how would you compare the two? And I, I know that you're not supposed to be able to compare art. But sometimes art needs to be compared to other art. And uh, Secret Invasion definitely deserved it. Man. Tell the truth. I... That I first episode of Secret Invasion was pretty good. Um, I, do. I, do rem I do remember you saying that. And uh, Nate, I Nate remember and I were the only saying that, actually. No, 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 no. Nate and I were in in the beginning. It was just you and Eric. Uh, you Fine. you were the only ones. Can we get the tape up, please? It would be that hard. Yeah, I could I could dust I, it off. I think I think the hair flips are just too too much. And I like Olivia Coleman. Secret Invasion. All right, I, all right. Look, at least Dang. you have a reason why. Dang. And uh, you know, uh, Olivia Coleman was uh, was at least mostly watchable. Uh, quite in, good. In, quite good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think for most people, this is the, the Marvel Disney plus series that, uh, that they like the most. It's the most fully realized because it had a second season. It's by all intentions, it, it's, it's done now. Uh, and I think WandaVision is probably like, I, I would like to see a poll for that. Cause I think that would probably, be I, 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 I think you'll find that, uh, people agree that WandaVision starts very strong and, uh, the, it, 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 it runs out of gas a little bit and, uh, they, they were done a disservice by having to halt production for as long as they were because of the pandemic. Uh, it does, it doesn't end strong and, don't forget how heavily Catherine Hahn factors into the last couple episodes. I was Michael. about to say that the last episode's a little rough for that show. <laughs> hey, Christian. Yes, sir. I know that we're going to be doing, uh, you're going to be doing a, um, the Marvel's breakdown next week. Well, yeah, well, well, yes, but go yeah, ahead. But I, yes. but I, I, I watched the Marvel's last night, no spoilers, but they did a big injustice to WandaVision in, in that, in that movie. They, All right. Well, that kind of that's yeah. That almost that. sounds that almost sounds like a spoiler, but uh, it's interesting because that's a, that's a tease. One of the things that I wanted to talk about when we were talking about, you know, the idea of seeing TV characters, uh, you know, I mean, Ms. Marvel, uh, you know, sorry, it's called the Marvels, but two of the three leads are characters that are coming out of the TV shows, and uh they they definitely didn't uh didn't hand out like a cliff notes when you sat in the theater to like tell you who they both were you know it's a lot of like i think that that the approach for the tv series versus the movies is we're we're going to give a, a reasonable explanation as to who someone is or what happened 
it'll help if you see the shows, but we don't want you to be lost. So uh, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. I don't think that that would factor in too much. If Loki's a tree in a future movie, uh, I, 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 I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying that uh, it's it's not impossible. Uh, you don't feel point. like someone's going to go and visit him and talk to him and try to figure out this Kang stuff? Because I do. No, I, I mean, I can see somebody trying to, you know, consult him. Um, let me ask this. Does anybody think we'll see Sylvie again? Because uh, I, I, I don't know when, but I feel like it would be very likely yes. that we would see her again. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and and they can we'll always do the way. time. They can we'll always the do way. the time travel workaround that it's not actually this Sylvie. It's just another right. Sylvie who's another variant of Loki, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think we're uh, gonna see her and Thor having some interesting interactions, or maybe her, maybe even her and Natalie Portman. I I am trying to remember how that movie ended. <laughs> she's in- <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, she's with uh, she's with Idris Elba. By the way, we should all be so lucky. That, uh, I think Michael's writing some fan fiction on the side here. Uh, no, but uh, you know, I, I think Sylvie and Thor, I could, I could definitely see that uh, being an interaction that uh, that somebody you know has planned out. But um, I, I don't know. I'm very happy with the show, uh, and I, I know Michael, you weren't, but uh, this is this is the proverbial four out of five dentists agree. Yeah, uh, Michael is the dentist. Guys- Michael is the dentist that hands out chewing gum because he wants your kids to have to come back. Uh, and ca- you know, and those chewy caramels. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, my, Michael's the, no, Michael's the Steve Martin from uh, Little Shop of Horrors dentist. <laughs> oh, uh, interesting that you brought the focus back on yourself by mentioning yeah. Little Shop of Horrors, which uh, I, I'm the one. Bug. I'm the one of us who uh, got to see. I, I would say that Eric Connor, it was a tour de force. Your performance. And I, I hope it was a tour or something. Um, but yeah, let us know uh, in the chat if you're not watching live uh, and, uh, you know, just leave a comment or you can uh, always uh, catch up with us on uh, social media. And I think that it was, yes, it, it, we, there is that tendency that I, I oftentimes don't like when characters are reliving scenes again and again and again. I think they didn't dwell on it too long. And that, you know, that could have been the, the undoing of this episode, but I think they did it in a way where I was engaged and I was watching it at like, I don't know, midnight. So uh, it, it, it kept me awake. And uh, Michael, I, I know that I'm speaking only for myself, but very happy with the way it ended. Uh, I have uh, I have fond memories of, uh, of of our time with Loki and we had already seen Mobius on the jet ski. So the last shot was not going to be him on the jet ski. But it was essentially what a lot of us thought was that he was going to eventually uh, realize that he should go back to his his timeline. You know, he wasn't going to work for the TVA anymore. You know, he's not going to work on Maggie's farm no more. So I thought that it was uh, it was basically the ending we wanted. I just if just the, the last image of the show, if it had gone from tree Loki right to Mobius riding a. It could have even been a sea do that would have been fine too, you know, it's whatever. But uh, I don't know, very happy with it. And it seems like most of you in the chat uh, were happy with the way it went. Uh, it leaves some questions. Uh, that's what remains, not he who remains, but there are questions who remain. And uh, personally, very happy with it. But um, 
the the one bit of business that I want to touch on because it's relevant to all of this is the fact that the uh, the SAG after strike has ended, uh, and it just the timing of it really felt like Bob Iger was like, "Look, we got to get Brie Larson on Jimmy Kimmel Friday night. So uh, whatever it takes, let's get the strike over because uh, we we need people to go see this damn movie." Uh, but uh, Eric, you shared with me some of the news that came with that is just obviously reshuffling release dates. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, New World Order, that's now 2025. Uh, Deadpool 3 pushed a little further back. And uh, I think that that's... You mean the... Liv Taylor or Liv Tyler the movie? Look, if, if Liv Tyler is in that movie, uh, then then we'll be so lucky, you know? She is. Uh, and we... We didn't even talk about Lego uh, Marvel Codename Red, which is on Disney Plus. That I, I haven't watched. seen it. I know it you did watch terrified. it. Terrified. It has me terrified. Liv Tyler is going to be Red She Hulk, and if that happens, I'm going on strike. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you strike, Michael? If Liv Tyler, yeah, what would you strike Hulk? from? Yeah, well, the no, cigarettes no. or the drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I like that one. The best best thing about Michael is that Michael liked that more than any of us did. You know, (laughs) oh, I can't give up the cigarettes, baby. Can't give up the cigarettes. Uh, But I I would love to see where you would be striking uh, Liv Tyler as Red She Hulk. So that that's 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 a a plot point from the Lego Marvel show that you watched on Disney Plus. Which, by the way, I forgot Mm. you you had told me you were going to watch it. I, I completely forgot that was even on. Yeah. She's Red She-Hulk in it. Oh, well, well, not Liv uh, Tyler, I, but Red She-Hulk as Betty Ross. all the things to bring back from the early, early Marvel films, her? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. I, 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 it boggles the mind. Like, mm-hmm. everything else they could have grabbed from Iron Man 1 or 2 or the Hulk, her. I, I'm sorry. So I'm going to I'll line up with you on this, Michael. I will join you on that picket line in the middle of uh, downtown Nashville. But what if Jennifer Connelly was Red She-Hulk? Oh, she was in the do it, but She would Hulk. never. She would never. No, I, I don't think. Never. That. I don't think she would. Yeah. Uh, and Ivan apparently enjoyed Lego Marvel Code Red, so uh, I, I I will have to uh, look for this and uh, check it out. But I, I believe that that those are the only announced versions uh oh you know what and ivan soto does make the great point why not jennifer connelly she's married to vision you know what <laughs> ivan i like the way you're thinking there you're, you're putting the is pieces she? together uh she's married to paul petney yeah 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 so i uh, i appreciate that uh ivan in any case uh but eric i think that those were the announced uh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uh release schedule shifts uh i'm still waiting for my craven movie by the way and uh you know uh i i i i i I recently talked to someone i know who works at sony who i don't know who that is but uh uh, i uh i am i I am still very excited and optimistic uh for the uh the the craven movie because uh well because why not anyway uh so there'll be uh plenty of uh marvels talk they should have done that with the opening last night when i went to the film and it said marvel studios and i thought they were going to take the s and bring studios away they did not do that (laughs) (laughs) you wanted the five he should call me you wanted the studios right there the word uh, studio is very unpleasant. Yeah. Two, well, studios. We know when, uh, but in terms of uh, more Marvel uh, content, we know when Echo is going to be. What if season two is still 
around Christmas. So we don't have a day. We don't Wait, know when it is. This Christmas? <laughs> like that you know like what? as in a month? They didn't specify. So uh, that's on that's on me. Yes, post Hanukkah, exactly. Tune in for our Marvels episodes. We'll uh we'll let you know when you can see us. We've got uh, Jeff Williams Jr. and myself talking about the Marvels and next Wednesday, a live Marvel's reaction show with Eric Connor and guests to be announced. It will not just be the two of us. We'll see uh, who else uh, might be there. Uh, I'll see if uh, I might be able to find any Brooklyn boys who would be interested in, uh, in joining. Mm, could, be, could be. Could be. Well, so, uh, but that, that'll be it for now. But I want to let everybody know where they can find each and every one of us. You can, of course, find me at Christian DMZ on social media, the Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Who Are These Podcasts network for Who Are These Broadcasters? And uh, literally last night I was pulling clips from a Republican debate, and I, I feel like I've, I've, I've made some kind of mistake in uh, an approach to d- producing content that I was uh, pulling clips <laughs> from that. Uh, Eric Connor, where can people find you? Well, you can find me hanging around the Count Eric Connor landscape over at X, as well as Instagram and gentlemen. Uh, the sad thing about a show ending is I don't get to hang out with you each week. So hopefully you're we'll going to see you're going to see me on Wednesday. Yeah, but you're not the one I want to see. Oh. The other ones. You I see. The other ones yeah. I don't see so much. So, uh, Nate, I'm sure we'll find uh, occasion to have you back on before too long. Uh, but uh, to keep in touch with Nate, where do people find you, Nate? You can find me everywhere on the internet at Dog Like Nate with two Gs. And uh, our aforementioned Brooklyn boy, David Brody, where? You could find me it? co-hosting the Brooklyn Boys podcast on all platforms, including Amazon, uh, as of next week. The Amazon oh. audio platform we're being added to. And you could find me on social media at David Brody, B-R-O-D-Y on Instagram and the artist formerly known as Twitter. As always, America's sweetheart, Michael Shirley. I know that you can be found at I hate Michael Shirley, but I don't think anyone actually feels that way. Where can you be found, sir? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just thinking of some events earlier this week. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Michael X Shirley. (laughs) We'll all be back uh, before you know it, but uh, tune in for our Marvel's episodes that I mentioned earlier. Uh, That is all the time we have for now. Uh, We'll see you next time on the Blackcast. Thank you for listening to the Blackcast. subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version wherever podcasts are found. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F-A-R-D-M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. I love that you had 25 clips that you got rid of. Can you please call Christian Blad after this and explain yeah. to him <laughs> quality control? Yeah, right. Thank you. We're fighting for our right to live the way we need to, to exist in a festive world for 55 to 57 full days. <laughs> and the Bladcast showing up, my buddy Christian. 
I'd like to announce that Eric Zane and I will no longer be discussing Quincy reruns on Who Are These Broadcasters <laughs> this well, week, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell you one place you can do it, Christian. Go to onemic.net, subscribe to the Patreon. If um, I find out those motherfuckers are talking about Thunder in Paradise, Carter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carl, By the way, fuck them up. I, we own this on the creep off, motherfuckers. All right. No Ooh. one else talking about Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> That's my thing. Um, Better hope yeah, we don't so, get to that Quincy finale. Real quick to um, uh, the Blattcast, Christian Blatt, him and Eric Zane host Who Are These Broadcasters on the Who Are These Podcast YouTube channel, and we are having a special time on Tuesday, 2 p.m., rather than our regular 3 p.m., so an hour earlier coming up this Tuesday. Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. What's the matter, Senor Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm very nervous. No invite. <laughs> Who are you, Christian Bland? We're Christian, you are, you're a talker. Talk about, no, you're like the I worst podcast ever. Well, this has been the Blackcast. You can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Duray, not on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready to break into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> not a good game but you haven't heard christian blatt do it (laughs) that's true i forgot christian blatt did that with us the blatt cast thank you christian how is it that wendy is so much better at this than stunt joe chad and kevin brennan whoa hacka hackas as pissed off as Vinny is at you yeah you should be at christian blatt and eric (laughs) this one came in from uh, my buddy christian blatt the blatt cast thank you for the 199 christian uh cardiff grab your guitar to play whole lot of rosie Mousies? The Blattcast 199. Who's had more hands up their bum? Chad or Tukey? Chad. Thank you, Blattcast. Blattcast. The Blattcast is 100% right. Uh, the Blattcast. The Blattcast. The Blattcast. One of the best podcasts you can ever see. The Blattcast. Whoop-dee-doo. We're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it. Go watch the Blattcast. Good luck with the whole thing. And, you know, here's to another 500. Get you to 1,000, you know, which is more than 500. Last time I checked. Totally forgot. I am doing the Blattcast tomorrow. Uh, the Blattcast, 499. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're closed. <laughs> that was not my fault. Tukey loves you all more than a friend. I love Tukey. Yay! <laughs> hacka hacka! I'm so excited! Try anything in your cancel, bro. Let's see! <laughs>